Hello and welcome to Design Break Podcast, a podcasting experience designed to help you break into the creative world, grow your career, and push your potential as a creative professional. I'm your host, Rocky Rourke, and I'm here to help you accomplish all of that. So let's get started. Hello, podcast family. Hope you guys are having a great day and welcome to a brand new episode of the Design Break Podcast. I'm your host, Rocky Rourke, and today we're going to be talking about something really interesting. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with all of you how I was able to make six figures as a full-time freelance illustrator. Now, let me just say first, right off the bat, this is not an episode about gloating. This is not an episode of like expressing clout or anything like that. This is simply an episode to inform, to share, and to show a lot of you out there who may be illustrators or who who may be uh, designers out there that you can make six figures as a full-time freelancer, especially as a full-time freelance illustrator. Now, everything that I'm going to be sharing with you in today's episode comes from a specific time period in my freelance career, in my career running Blue Cyclops Design Company. And that is the time period between 2016 to 2019. Those were the specific years where I was working predominantly as an illustrator and pretty much ran my studio as a full illustration studio. Now, since this time period, I have completely changed what Blue Cyclops is. It's no longer an illustration studio, but it's a branding and design studio. The entire business model completely changed. Now, let me just quick say this as like a kind of like a disclaimer. The reason why it changed had nothing to do with any trends or any changes in the illustration realm. It really just came down to my own personal preference. I quickly found myself wanting to get back to my roots as a designer, which is where I technically started off my career. So I just felt like I should share that with you kind of as like a little disclaimer there, because one thing that I, I think a lot of people have asked me uh, personally one-on-one is why did you make the jump from illustration to design and branding? And honestly, the main reason was just because I wanted a change. I wanted to go back to my roots. I finally felt less burnt out from working uh, in branding. And so that's what I really wanted to do. Now, before we jump in, Each week, I've been trying to give a special shout out to what I've been calling the listener of the week. It's actually a completely new term. This is the first podcast I'm actually calling this the listener of the week. But I wanted to to start doing this to kind of give back to all of you, all of you amazing listeners who are engaging with us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and everything like that. So I wanted to go ahead and start giving it a name, which is the Listener of the Week. And so for this week, the special listener is Mr. Rob Daniels. Mr. Rob Daniels, who has been really engaging a lot with us on Twitter. He seems really excited about a lot of the content that we're putting out. Thank you so much for being an active listener of the podcast and for being an active follower on Twitter. And for those of you who would like to follow us on Twitter, at the design break. That's all you have to search, at the design break. Now, for those of you who would like to be the listener of the week, there's a couple ways that you can do this. One, you can either give us a rating and review on 
Apple Podcasts, you have to give the actual review because that's the only way we see who is actually leaving the reviews and everything like that. Um, you can uh, just engage with us on Twitter at The Design Break, or you can engage with us on YouTube. Now, one quick caveat here, as this episode is being recorded, we are actually changing things up on YouTube, and we are switching from The Design Break channel to my own personal channel. We decided to go through and basically combine the two channels together uh, because we felt like we'd get more engagement with my original following than trying to build a whole new following for the podcast. So you may see some things different uh, as we go through, but there will be a link to our YouTube channel uh, in the show notes. So definitely go check it out. So without further ado, let's jump in and let's talk about how I made six figures as a full-time freelance illustrator. So let's actually take a step back. So a little over a decade ago when I was a senior in college, I was studying for my bachelor's degree in graphic design, which honestly, every time I say that, it sounds very pretentious and everything. But yes, I, I got a degree in graphic design um, from a university here in Georgia. Uh, that's where I'm from. That's where I currently live. And I remember going to my senior advisor. Uh, we were kind of figuring out you know, what we were going to do after college. This was like, I think my end of my junior year going into my senior year. And I remember going to her and asking this person that I really admired, you know, how I can be successful and even telling her like, my goal is to start off as a designer focusing on branding, but my ultimate goal, my ultimate creative goal for my career is to move into full-time illustration and make money that way. Now, unfortunately, and some of you may have already heard this in previous episodes, she laughed at me. She basically told me that there was no way that I was going to make money as a full-time uh, illustrator and that I would basically be a starving artist that she had seen it firsthand. And so it kind of really demoralized me for a second, but then I kind of used it to fan the flame and to you know say, you know what? I hope I can prove her wrong. I, I really hope I can. And I ultimately did. You know, it wasn't something where I was able to, once I got out of college, I jumped straight in and was a full-time illustrator making six figures. Honestly, no illustrator is going to go from college to then making six figures. No designer should be going from college to making six figures. It doesn't make sense. You know, you have so much that you have to learn, so much that you have to build up in order to get to that point, especially monetary. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. And so when I made the jump, I went first for a branding design. Then I went as a UI UX designer. It wasn't until about the four year mark into my professional career. Mind you, I've been a designer since I was 13 years old, designing uh, anything from uh, invitations to graduation, t-shirt designs, prom tickets, so many different things. Uh, but professionally, you know, I, I'd been working in the field for four years. I knew what it was like to talk to clients, to interact, and I was able to work on a lot of illustration projects in the background. You know, the, the moral of this is that no career path is a straight line. No career path is linear. You're going to change. You're going to go to different things, and that's okay. And I've talked about this in, in length at the, in the past is that, you know, my journey was definitely not linear. Yours probably won't be either. Now, the interesting thing is when I finally was able to make the jump to being a full-time illustrator and a full-time freelancer because I got fired from my job, I basically, you know, was able to actually get to that six-figure sum 
relatively quickly. Now, not within the first year of starting out. It really wasn't, you know, perfect at that point. I still, you know, if you combined all of the revenue from a job and freelancing, I was actually at six figures or close to it. Uh, it wasn't until that the next year, uh, I believe it was 2017, when I really made my first six-figure income. And I believe it was somewhere around uh, maybe $110,000 or so in revenue, not in profit, in revenue. And so once I was able to do that, I was like, oh my God, I just made six figures as a full-time freelancer, as a full-time illustrator. You know, it felt really good. And I had like that strong pride that I was able to prove my professor wrong, prove the naysayers wrong that you could make six figures as a full-time illustrator. Now, some of you may be asking yourselves, you know, like, how did he do it? You know, it's not something that really seems easy. And let me just say, it's not easy. It's not easy to just, you know, decide I'm going to be an illustrator and I'm going to make six figures in my first year. And that's not going to happen. You guys know that you guys get the gist of that, right? You know, it's something that honestly, there's multiple reasons for why I was able to make six figures and then to go on and repeat that process and grow my revenue over time. By the time I made the jump from being a full-time, uh, from being an illustrator to then focusing more on branding and design again, uh, I was probably averaging about $125,000 a year. And honestly, that was pretty good. You know, that's pre-taxed income, that's, you know, pre-expenses and things like that. But that's an amazing thing to be doing is to be making $125,000 a year. That's was an eighth of a million dollars. It's not a quarter of a million, it's eighth of a million, but it's something that just feels good to hear and to think that, wow, I was able to do this as an illustrator. So I figure the best way to kind of like break all of this down is to kind of give you guys three key ways, you know, and most of these podcasts these days have been these lists and everything. And I feel like that's the best way to do it, but three key ways in which I was able to grow my career as a full-time illustrator, you know, and able to make that six figures. So let's actually kind of break this down one by one, and I'll go into to pretty deep detail here. Um, and please, if you guys have any questions about just like this podcast or any podcast episodes in general, please feel free to leave a comment down below in on YouTube or send us a, a DM on Twitter. I'm always happy to uh, answer people's messages and especially their questions. And who knows, maybe one of your questions may end up on a future episode or be a, or turn into a full episode of the podcast. So Let's jump in. Let's talk about the first way. So the first way is to target the right type of client work. This is something that a lot of people don't think about, especially when you're uh, an illustrator or when you think about illustrators in general. Now, the majority of my illustration work at the time was focused in the tech industry. You know, it was working with large SaaS companies, uh, B2B, B2C, um, a lot of, of tech-oriented uh, companies. And, you know, for the most part, traditionally, most illustrators focus first on editorial work. You know, when I was first in college and I was looking into illustration as a career path, the number one thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to create illustrations for magazines. Uh, still to this day, I buy um, 
Harvard Business Review. I buy Men's Health. I buy Esquire and a lot of other those uh, magazines specifically to look at the illustrations and the graphics that they use for editorial purposes. And so for me, I really wanted to do that. I really wanted to create for those types of clients. But what I realized, and I realized very early on before I even made that jump to being a full-time freelancer, was that those projects don't make a ton of money. You know, a lot of illustrators, they'll focus on editorial work, uh, magazines, children's books are definitely a big part, but then they'll also work on uh, DTC, which is direct to consumer. So that's where you've got like uh, products or uh, brands like Target. Uh, I've got many friends who are illustrators who've done a lot of amazing work for Target and a lot of amazing work for magazines and children's books and things like that. The problem is that there's not a lot of money in it unless you continuously work on those projects or have a large volume. So if you have a large volume of those projects, yes, you can make good money and you can make a lot of money. However, a lot of times, especially for younger freelancer, younger illustrators, you can't always get those types of projects and you can't get them in large volumes. And so, you know, I ended up taking a different route. Instead, I realized very quickly from working in agency spaces that startups had a higher demand and a higher uh, price point they were willing to pay for illustration work. You know, I, I was able to really figure that out, you know, and the main reason why is because a lot of these startups, you know, are post-funding. They have their series A, their series B, or sometimes even their series F funding. And so they have a lot of money on hand. And so they're not afraid to pay illustrators, uh, you know, bigger bucks for illustrations that are going to last years and years and years on their website. In fact, I was just looking at a old client's uh, website that I did work for, I believe in 2018, where I completely created all of their illustrations. I created their illustration style and I kind of developed how they would tell their story through their uh, illustrations. I recently looked at their website and it had completely changed. However, a lot of my old illustrations were still there because they still told the right story. And so you can kind of see like there's a lot of value in it for both the illustrator and the business itself, the startup, the company, and everything like that. So one of my most common uh, illustration projects that I would work on for a startup was for illustrations for their website. A lot of times they would, had just gone through a rebrand or they were just about to launch a new website. And the number one thing that they would need is illustrations. A lot of people, especially now, understand that illustrations tell a better story they uh, attract the eye a lot more, and they're a lot easier to create than to go through and create you know, a ton of photographs. Photographs are just a snapshot versus an illustration can really dive in and tell a deep story with just one simple graphic or sometimes a very complex graphic. And so sometimes with these projects, I would be working on illustrations for a website and it would be five illustrations to as much as 25 illustrations, depending on what they needed. And it could be things as small as iconography, icon illustrations, spot illustrations, header illustrations, or more. So there was a lot of different things that you know they would need me to create. And it was very easy to do so. Um, and so 
when you look at those packages, right, you know, where it's like five illustrations versus 25 illustrations, the prices on those can really fluctuate. A simple project could be $2,000 versus a larger project could be a minimum of $15,000. And there were plenty of times where I worked on uh, projects that were between ten dollars to $20,000 because of the mass scale of the illustrations that they needed, as well as some additional services that I offered them as well. But we'll get into that. So now the biggest thing is, is uh, you know, people might be asking, you know, I talk about the price for uh, working with startups and tech companies and things like that. You know, what about working with editorial illustrations? Like, how does it compare? And so most of the time, let's let's actually talk about magazines. Magazines are a good example. Most of the time with magazines, you know, they're looking for maybe one to three quick illustrations or a full page or half page, depending on what the magazine is, who, you know, who's the uh, editor of it, you know, what kind of style they use and things like that. And so, you know, a max they're going to probably need is one to three illustrations for um, an uh, an average illustrator, you know, unless you're a senior level illustrator who uh, has this amazing style that's in demand, which there are plenty of those uh, out there. And so there's not a lot of like repeat business unless, you know, you have the right editor who really likes you, you're able to create that connection, or you're in high demand. So when you're looking at that, you're basically looking at, um, and this is quoted directly to me over the years, whenever I've tried to break in and try and work on editorial projects just for the fun of it, more than for profit, is that usually you're looking at between $200 to $500 per illustration. And really the $500 is like, we're talking a full page illustration, not just like a quick little spot illustration. And so when you look at that and you look at comparing it to startups, you know, you're looking at sometimes the, the price point is a five to 10 uh, times difference. So you could be making like, let's say $500 on a project working um, for editorial, but working for a startup, you could be making, you know, 5,000 or you could even be making $20,000. Now the volume is different. Let's definitely point that out. However, like you'll have a lot more bigger projects to come through as long as you can deliver on them. Now, the other thing too, this is a big negative when it comes to editorial, um, comes to children's books and, and thing, and even products too, is that a lot of times as a freelance illustrator, you can't even get your foot in the door unless you have some sort of uh, management or some sort of like representation. Uh, a lot of times the big magazines, the big editorial companies, the book publishers and things like that, they will not even look at you unless you are being represented by a specific uh, agency or, or something. And so when you, you look at that, you know, you're looking at giving someone, you know, right off the top, they're going to take 15 to 30% of the money that you are making on these illustrations. So, you know, say goodbye to that full $500. You're probably going to get, I don't, I'm not going to try and do the math, but let's say $300 or something like that. And so it's definitely something that's very hard and it, you know, really takes a lot of the vigor out of you when you're seeing so much money being taken away. Now, when you get representation for these types of projects, they will 
find you work if you're good enough, if they um, see a lot of profit that could be made from you. But if you have, if you got like injured or if you get sick or something like that and you can't work for some time, they're going to put you on the sidelines and they're not going to push you as much as they're going to push the other people who don't get sick, who aren't hurt. So it, it's a real big trade-off uh, that you have to really consider. So when you look at the numbers and you compare the two, startups versus editorial, again, you're looking at between five to 10 to one ratios where you can sometimes make 10 times the amount of money working for tech startups than you can with editorial, with direct consumer, product brands, and things like that. But honestly, it's just no bueno. It's not good when you're looking at uh, looking at comparing the two of these. But by targeting you know projects for startups, you're kind of putting yourself ahead. A lot of illustrators that I've talked to over the years have really you know not noticed that or not pushed themselves in order to see that hey I can make more money working for startups than working editorial. Now you can work both. You can you know say I'm going to work 60% of my projects are for startups and 40% are for editorial. Um, sometimes you can't do that because especially if you have representation or an agency that you're working through, like um, they will have a non-compete clause. So literally every single project that comes your way, whether you're the one that got the project or they're the one that got the project, they get a piece of it, no matter what. And that, no, that's not good. I, I don't like that. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of stay away from editorial work. And especially I will never have representation like that because it's just, there's no point to it in my mind. Other people are different, you know, to each their own. So now let's talk about way number two or the key number two or however we want to say this. Um, Cause I feel like I just did a video where it was so many keys to this or whatever. Anyway, so the second way is offering more than just illustration, you know, offering clients more. And I kind of alluded to this a little bit ago, right? So most illustrators will just offer illustrations. You know, they'll offer iconography, they'll offer uh, illustrations, header illustrations and things like that. That That's it, that's all they're all, they'll offer. They don't look into the bigger picture of, or other offerings. And so that is something that is a huge disadvantage if you don't try and expand your skill set or expand what you're able to offer to clients. Now, I'm not saying that you need to uh, be an animator or something of those lines. What I'm saying is that you need to expand the offerings or the packages that you offer clients. So the real money comes from these, from these additional uh, offerings, such as here's a couple of examples. Uh, number one is character design or mascot design. Um, another one is uh, illustrated storyboards for animation. Believe it or not, that's a real thing and it's very lucrative. Um, but then you also have my personal uh, favorite and it's something that I started doing years ago and has really taken off um, for illustration projects is illustration style discovery. You know, in 2017, I realized very quickly that I was doing the same, you know, offering for free for clients where basically uh, I would take a huge chunk of time to develop the illustration style that we would use for their website or for their brand as a whole. And basically I wouldn't get compensated for it or it would be just like 
you know, put together in the uh, main part of the project. And honestly, it was like accounting for like 500 bucks of the project or something as super low as like five or 10% of the overall project budget. And I realized very quickly, like this is something that's very important. It takes a lot of time, but I'm not accurately selling it as a specific service or offering to clients. And so I decided to try this out. Um, eventually I start offering it as its own service and selling it as like a kind of like a prerequisite um, for any large project. So in order for us to tackle these 20 illustrations for your website, we first have to go through and do uh, a round of illustration style discovery. And I quickly found that most clients were perfectly on board for it and they are more than happy to pay for it as well. And so I started off, I believe, charging like 2,500 bucks to $5,000 for illustration style discovery, which takes up a good chunk of the budget. Um, but honestly, it helped save a lot of time and it also helped to give an introduction to clients, especially ones who were like, we kind of want to try you on a project before we give you like all 50 of these illustrations. Um, and so I would offer to him illustration style discovery. I told him, listen, we'll go through and we'll develop your entire uh, style. And if you don't like it, then we will, um, if you don't like working with us or you don't like the process of it, no worries, we will stop. So one thing like we could do is if they decided not to work with us, if they decided, you know, after this uh, offering off after we finished the illustration style discovery, if they didn't want to continue, that was fine. You know, we can hand them what we uh, put together, the style guide or uh, whatever else material that we put together during the whole process, and we could hand it off to them, no problem. They can hire another illustrator or another agency, and they could fulfill all their needs, no problem. We would at least get paid for the work that we did, and we would have something that we could show for it, you know, a great portfolio piece, uh, perhaps. And the interesting thing is that, you know, over time, you know, we went from $2,500 to uh, currently it's $10,000 to $15,000 for this offering. Um, I don't do too many of them uh, right now. I think I've done one illustration style discovery in the last year. Um, and that was for a massive rebrand. So it kind of like all got brought together uh, in one big package. But over the course of the first two years I offered this, from 2017 to 2019, I basically made over $75,000 just from this one single offering. Now, part of that was kind of lumping in a couple extra things there, but for the most part, that's $75,000, five figures, just from one specific service. And over the course of the entire time I've been offering this, you know, that 2017, that's what, uh, six years now, uh, I've made well over six figures when, it's come to, when it comes to uh, illustration style discovery. And let me just add a little caveat here. Please steal this. <laughs> Take this offering, use it for yourself and everything. If you're an illustrator out there and you're trying to find a new offering, illustration style discovery easiest thing that you can possibly do. And honestly, it's very beneficial and clients love it too, because they get to feel like they're really a part of the process. It's uh, not just like a quick one and done type deal. You know, when you go through and create, you know, all these illustrations for the most part, 90% 
of the projects where I did illustrations out of Discovery, we went on to do their full illustrations for their website, and we went on to work with them continuously for the illustration needs. So I highly recommend it. Steal this idea. Steal a lot of these ideas. Uh, I don't care. Like I, I feel like it will benefit you guys in the long run. Um, but besides, you know, that special offering, you know, the other part too that I, I also found was uh, animated storyboards, you know, where you're basically creating the vector illustrations. You're not creating the actual animations. You're not animating it or anything like that, but you're creating these vector storyboards for motion graphics projects, for uh, animated videos, and you're using those to then, um, you know, guide the motion graphics person or the animator or whoever it is. And so I really found that this was very uh, beneficial. Honestly, there's a lot of times where these projects would be anywhere between ten to twenty thousand dollars a piece. So definitely a great offering to uh, give to uh, agencies or motion graphics firms or similar places like that. And the fun part too, especially with these projects with the vector storyboards or the uh, illustrated storyboards, was that I was able to work on some very massive projects. I believe I started working on projects like these even farther back than when I became a full-time illustrator. Uh, I was working for uh, on projects for Facebook, QuickBooks, um, Razer, uh, gaming technology, uh, was it? Viant Technology, Johnson & Johnson. There's a lot of projects, a lot of major companies that I was able to work on because I was working on these types of projects. So this can also be your end to say, you know, oh, I worked on a project for Razor or I worked on a project for Google and things of that nature. And so you really get to um, expand, you know, your client list that you've worked with. And honestly, I loved it. It was probably one of my favorite types of projects that I worked on for a good long time. Uh, the last time I worked on was probably a year or two ago. Um, I would definitely work on them again. I think they're a lot of fun. And I think that, again, they are very, very lucrative as well. So now let's work, move to the final way. We're going to call it ways. Um, and that is being an illustration chameleon. You know, this is something that I feel like isn't talked about as much. A lot of people think, oh, like you have a specific illustration style. You need to stick with that. That's your whole identity. That's your brand and everything. No, you don't. That's the biggest load of BS. That's the closest I'm going to come to cussing. The biggest load of BS that I've ever heard in my life when it comes to being an illustrator is that you have to stick to one specific style. Uh, in fact, I feel like it's the exact opposite. You're only going to pigeonhole yourself to one specific uh, style, one specific type of client, one specific type of industry, and that's not good. But by being a jack of all trades, by you know working in many different illustration styles, you're able to do a whole heck of a lot more. You know, many illustrators out there tend to have basically one, maybe two illustration styles. And that's the majority of what they're working on. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with that if you want to stick to one specific industry or one type of client. Uh, I'm not going to knock that because I know there's a lot of illustrators out there who love that, who want to only really work in one or two styles. But then, you know, when you're working in with mostly startups, when you're working with these tech companies, you basically kind of have to work in many different styles, and that's the way you keep getting work coming in. A great example of this, you know, besides the type of stuff that I did, is a friend of mine, Nick Slater. I haven't talked to Nick in years, but you know, 
a lot of the stuff that he has done in the past, a lot of stuff that he's doing right now is just amazing. And he can work in so many different illustration styles. He can work in uh, many different types of design. And so seeing like how much of a jack of all trades he is, is the perfect example for illustrators out there because you will be called upon to work on many different projects, many different styles. And a lot of times you're not there developing the style, you're there working with a already developed style. A great example is Facebook. A great example is Google. Um, Disney is a good example as well. Like there's a lot of these companies who already have specific illustration styles in which they work in and they're looking for illustrators who can supplement it, who can work with that style, who don't, uh, don't need to, uh, go through and be told or don't need like a lot of, uh, handholding and everything. And so, you know, this can really help you land a lot more projects, you know, by having, you know, you know, being able to be a chameleon when it comes to illustration work, you know, you're going to be in so much higher demand. The one thing that I heard quite often, you know, from clients was I kept hearing uh, praise from them about how flexible I was when it came to working in different styles or uh, working on different types of illustration work and everything, you know, from iconography all the way up to full header illustrations, or even like I said before, uh, creating uh, animated storyboard, illustrated storyboards for animation. And so when you do that, you really get to um, experience a lot more projects and a lot more diverse projects. Uh, personally, I mostly though worked in three main styles. I had my hand-drawn style. A uh, great example is the Adobe uh, Adobe Live stickers that I created, as well as a bunch of uh, characters I created for Envision uh, using a hand-drawn style. I basically use Adobe Fresco on the iPad to draw all these illustrations. So much fun, and honestly, that also kind of was used for my NFT. Um, collection that I was working on that I talked about in a previous episode. Um, but I also had my flat illustration style, and that was what really was a major contributing factor to my success early on was this flat illustration style that was very, very much um, on trend for startups. A lot of startups were using them. Uh, I remember working on projects for Facebook, uh, working on projects for Able Lending, for lots of different uh, companies using these flat uh, 2D illustration style, and they loved it, and, and I loved it too. It was one of my favorite types of styles to work in. Um, but then my my third style, number number three, was uh, a line work style, and this one is actually one that I feel like transcends time. It's it's almost timeless because I see it everywhere. In fact, I just had a potential project come up. We ended up not landing it, but it involved creating a bunch of line work illustrations. And so this style is something that just like keeps going and, you know, keeps uh, coming up over and over again. You know, all three of these styles just, they crept up, they would pop up from time to time. I wouldn't create, you know, all the time in hand drawn. I wouldn't create all the time in flat or line work. You know, they would pop up randomly. And sometimes I would even have to create in styles that were the opposite or other styles, you know, so at the same time, you know, I, I would also get requests for projects that included like uh, isometric illustrations. That is the one style I still to this day am not a fan of. It honestly, it takes a whole lot to do. And sometimes like it doesn't always work out. Um, but it was something that 
kept creeping up. I've gotten better at it over the years. Now I can probably create, you know, pretty good isometric or 3D um, faked 3D illustrations pretty well. But for years, it was a struggle for me because I, I preferred this flat illustration style. Um, but even though I, I hated to create in this, you know, it was important to, to be able to work in it because of such high demand. So, you know, that was, you know, number three, being that illustration chameleon, you know, and so all three of these ways basically contributed to me being able to be a full-time uh, illustrator who made over six figures year after year. Now, everything that I shared above, like all the stuff that I've shared, you know, please feel free to steal it. You know, take it, use it, help, you know, use it to build your illustration business and everything like that. And even those of you who are not illustrators, you know, you can basically take these lessons as well. You know, using the first way, you know, find a specific target market, you know, to work with that you're familiar with that has high yields of uh, project revenue. You know, using the second way, find specific services that you can upsell to clients to generate more revenue. And the third way, you know, diversify yourself and your design so that you can attract more clients to your freelancing business. So anyone can use these. You don't just have to be an illustrator in order to use all of these. And then as a, a quick little bonus uh, here, I thought I would share some of my favorite illustrators um, that I love to look at for inspiration. And you can kind of see like what they do with their own businesses and everything. Number one, a good friend of mine, Brad Woodard of Brave the Woods. Number two, Christopher Lee, the beast is back. Great guy. He's gotten me into Comic-Con a few times. Really love that guy. Uh, Nick Slater, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Justin Mazel, who is the co-founder of Grimm Syndicate, the NFT uh, collection I mentioned in a previous episode. Um, Andrew Kolb. This is, he is probably one of my favorite illustrators of all time. In fact, in the studio here, I actually have a couple of pieces of his work and some of the other uh, people I've mentioned as well. Uh, Josh Emmerich. Great, great uh, illustrator. Um, he's worked a lot with board games uh, recently, and it's always amazing to see the work that he has. In fact, if you've looked, seen some of my previous YouTube videos from years back, I had a bunch of his posters and prints in the background. Uh, so definitely check him out. Uh, Josh Warren is a new one um, when it comes to isometric illustrations and 3D illustrations that I've been following quite a bit. Invisible Creature. I, I could not, you know, do this list without including Invisible Creature, who is definitely, I, I'm a big fan of their work. I got to meet them uh, a few years back in Seattle, and they are just so amazing down to earth guys. Um, there's also, again, their work is throughout the studio uh, as well. Uh, DKNG, great group of guys. I've talked to them many times over at different conferences. They are super nice. They have some great tutorials online, especially on Skillshare. Definitely go check it out. And then finally, this is one that uh, not a lot of people talk about, but you see them creep up quite a bit, especially on Dribbble, and that is Muti, M-U-T-I. And they're actually a illustration studio based out of, I believe, South Africa. Um, and their work is phenomenal, and you can really see the diverse 
uh, diverseness of all of the work that they create and they put out. I believe that they're a studio of like 12 people, or at least they were in the past. And so definitely go check them out. And honestly, I think that will do for today's episode of Design Break Podcast. Once again, though, let's give a big shout out to this week's uh, listener or this, yeah, this week's listener of the week, Mr. Rob Daniels. Um, remember if you would like to become the listener of the week on the podcast, all you have to do is basically leave us a review on Apple podcasts, engage with us on Twitter or engage with us on YouTube. Also remember that we're switching to my own personal YouTube channel. Um, I'll have be sharing a lot more updates about that. Uh, on Twitter and also on our old YouTube channel, just so that everyone who followed us there can also check us out um, on the new channel. Um, if you haven't already, please remember to subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, you can find at Rocky Rourke on YouTube um, and on Twitter, it's at the design break. Definitely follow us there. I'm always posting a lot of stuff, both on my personal account and also on the design break uh, Twitter accounts. Um, but until next time, I, I really hope that you all remember to stay passionate, stay positive, and stay creative. That's it for me. That's it for this episode. Hope you guys had a great day and you learned a little something. That's it. Bye. First off, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to sharing more of these podcast episodes with you in the near future. This podcast was written and directed by me, Rocky Rourke with special thanks to our brand new podcast editor, Deanna Chapman, for all of her help on this episode and on future episodes. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast or check out some of the previous write-ups and episodes that we put out, you can definitely check us out at bluecyclops.co, that's B-L-U-E-C-Y-C-L-O-P-S dot co forward slash podcast. And please remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you get your podcasting fix, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is, please hit that subscribe button. I look forward to sharing more of these podcasts with all of you in the near future. And if you ever have any questions about today's episode, past episodes, future episodes, or if you would like to give any ideas for what you would like to hear us talk about, please send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter at Rocky Rourke. R-O-A-R-K. All right, that's it for me, everybody. Hope you guys have a great day. And as I've said before, always remember to stay passionate, stay positive, and stay creative. All right, that's it. Bye, everybody.